Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It is Sunday, April 7. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira, and uh, we are in the second week. Um, no. No, this is the third week. Third week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really with it. Mm. Uh, we are in the third week, absolutely. Um, so we're in the third At week. At the series Easter, this changes right. everything. <laughs> Good. Yeah, we are. So we're in the third week, and Easter, this changes everything, absolutely. And the message this week is actually called Action. Uh, And so I'm really excited about this passage, um, John 13. And uh, let me pray for today, for a brand new day, and for the brand new week as well. Heavenly Father, uh, thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you for all that you've called us to. Uh, As always, it's just beautiful, Lord, to be able to know that as we read Scripture now and we reflect on it, uh, we look for insights, we look for application, we look for a way that it speaks directly to us. This speaks through us into the community that we are part of as well. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, for anyone who's new, because I hope we do occasionally get new listeners, um, I'll just explain that this podcast is kind of a companion piece to the written daily walk, which is available at JFIT. Boulder.church forward slash daily. Daily, yes. So there's a written, what we do is every day of the week, we will read the passage for the week in a different Bible translation. We have a different writer who writes reflection on those those texts, and then they ask a question that is for discussion purposes that you can use on your own with a small group for family worship. And Japheth and I read the passage. We don't read the reflection that the author's written. We leave that to you to do on your own, but yeah. we do discuss the reflection question, yeah. having read the daily walks ourselves. Yeah. So without further ado, today's passage is John chapter 13, verses 1 through 17 in the English Standard Version today. Subheading, Jesus Washes the Disciples' Feet. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put it in the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and, taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Simon asked him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, The one who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was to betray him. That was why he said, Not all of you are clean. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, You also ought to wash one another's feet, for I have given you an example that you should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. 
If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. All right. Uh, and as we mentioned about the daily walk, I want to encourage you to read it because it's uh, it's brilliant this week, as always. And uh, Pastor Sam Millen has written it. And um, yeah, I think it will give you some really refreshing, interesting insights into the passage as well. Here's our recalibrate question for today. It's, uh, do you perceive the ordinance of foot washing in the Adventist church as a barrier or an opportunity? Yeah, this is something we do. And Pastor Sam wrote about this mm. today that we do communion typically four times a year, once a quarter, and that usually is preceded with foot washing, which I guess yeah, I grew yeah. up always doing it, so I thought it was normal. Yes. But evidently most people do not do this. Yes. It's unusual. It is unusual. So in terms of, you know, he said that he'd had a, a pastor from another denomination visiting his church who kind of thought mm, that it was a weird thing. And, mm. and it is true that often people will not come for foot washing. That is true, that some people will come late or they find ways to avoid it. So the question of whether, you know, is it a barrier or an opportunity, it's both, I suppose. Mm. You know, in his daily walk, he also pointed out that it's not like a requirement. It's not a thing that you have to I do I don't know. in I mean, order to be a good I, person I think, or a good Adventist I think or whatever. That, and I, I, I'd agree that I think that generally speaking, um, I when I grew up, you know, many years going through communion services and celebrating this kind of stuff, I always did notice that there were less people at church. Yeah. But I don't know if it was because of foot washing or if it was just because they knew communion services wouldn't go long. Wouldn't go long. And so they were like, oh. Well, didn't you notice that there would often be people who skip foot washing who will come to take the the bread and the juice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but they still still came. So I don't know. I mean, that's a different issue altogether. But but the foot washing one here, do do we think that foot washing, you know, prevents people as a barrier and opportunity? I think that the fact that it's not required. Hmm. Is really important. I think the fact that it actually, I mean, nothing's it's required. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, but but I think that's actually really important because I think you have to come with the right attitude and you have to come with the right intent. And, uh, and well, you know, what I think the way. biggest barrier with it is, is, you know, I sometimes think that people imply that there's, there's something about feet that's weird, but I don't think in our culture that we're that grossed out by feet, particularly. Mm. I think what's always been difficult for me and what I've noticed with other women is if you don't have a friend that you know you can do foot washing with, Mm. then you don't want to do it. Mm. You know, I would usually, I'd be much more likely to go if I was with somebody. And we would usually split up by gender. So it would be, you know, so if I happened to be at a strange church and I was there with you and they made Mm. us split up by gender, I might skip going just Mm. because I don't know anyone. Although I've gotten to be a lot more outgoing in my old age. I'd be more likely, (laughs) I'd be more likely to just go and do it. I, I went to a foot washing down in... Oh, what was it? Palm Coast, Palm Beach, oh, yeah. Florida. Just a random church that yeah. I had never been to, and they did foot washing that day, and I was like, oh, all right, yeah, whatever, cool. I I, you know, I actually fine. like it. Um, I used to. I don't mind it. I, I used to actually I have a, a portion of um, like a pre-service where we would take the participants in in one in one congregation that I worked with, where we would take all the people who were participating and serving, and we would say, let's let's actually meet before the service. And we would actually go through foot washing and the whole communion thing, all that took place before the actual service took place because we wouldn't be able to participate. We were just so busy running the service and stuff. And so it was, re- it was really nice. It was, it was really beautiful. I'll tell you one thing I've always thought was awkward about it is that people have different ways or kind of different styles uh-huh. of washing feet. There are so some people who don't know how to wash I, feet. Well, I grew up where it was a very cursory thing. You do it in a, 
kind of symbolic manner. You kind of splash some water on the person's foot, uh-huh. towel it uh-huh. off, and you're done. Uh-huh. But there are other people who will kind of massage your foot uh-huh. and kind of rub. And, you know, when I was growing up, you would wear tights or uh-huh. stockings typically. Uh-huh. And so you'd have these wet stockings on your feet. And it would just be kind of like, okay, then you kind of have to do it the same way. Yes. Like you don't want to make the person feel awkward, but they're just, just kind of sprinkled. splashing water on, like you don't want to touch their feet or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, there's that that matching of... How do you think Jesus did it? Foot styles. I have no idea. I was just thinking as I was reading this that I was kind of surprised that he had a towel. Well, yeah. But I didn't think of... I, yeah. I, I kind of think towel is probably a translation just for a piece of material. Because I, I doubt if they had a specific thing like a towel. Well, I think that you they would, I mean? I think they would have needed something that was different because the feet were so dirty. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, my feet are often pretty well, dirty Well, no, I'm, too. I'm just saying I'm that just... if you're wearing like open open shoes all yes, the time uh-huh. and you're not Hello? taking a, a shower every single day. Yeah, and... true. That's, that's me. <laughs> then then anyway. you, get, you get really bad. <laughs> I feel like we've exhausted this topic. What do you think? No, I think that they actually the, the significance for me. I mean, I mean, I think that I think that the issue for me really is this: that is it actually really a barrier or is it not a barrier? I think that as long as you make sure that your congregation, your community articulates that it's it's not it's optional and and makes it you know inviting to those who don't want to participate and then actually inviting to those who want to participate. I think it's fantastic. Mm. I think that people who do participate, I've seen it, you know, with families and kids and, you know, parents and couples. And I think it's actually a really, it can be a really beautiful opportunity just to reset the clock with yourself and with each, with each other as well. So let me repeat the question one more time and uh, you can talk about, talk about it with your friends. Do you perceive the ordinance of foot washing in the Adventist church as a barrier or an opportunity? Think about that. Look after each other, live love, and we'll connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.